This past Sunday, I was seated in a cannon stall up near the high altar. That's what those, well, I'm just going to tell you they're not very comfortable. Um, chairs are called. I don't know who they were made for, but they were not shaped like we are. And my view of the lector was obstructed. But I knew who it was as soon as she started to read. I delighted in this. I knew just by voice one of this community. It took me back to the period during the pandemic when we were unable to worship in person. Some of you will recall that we offered walk through communion after either the recording and then ultimately the live stream of our service. And folks would enter individually or by family through the main doors on 14th. And as we had all doors open for maximum ventilation, Everyone who walked into the nave was backlit. It was impossible to see faces. And after just a few weeks, I realized that I could tell who was coming down the aisle simply by their gait. I knew just by manner and pace people of this community. Now, some were easier to identify, like Tom and Olivia, because they always brought the dog Sarge with them. <laughs> that one was not hard. When we, your clergy, distribute Holy Communion, we often know without looking up by the calluses or smoothness of palms or the arthritic bend of older fingers or the stickiness of little fingers into whose hands we are placing the wafer. We know just by the shape and size and texture of hands held out before us the people of this community. And as I hear your voices and see you walk into this place or gaze into your open palms, I think of the life we share. The diagnosis you told us about, your loved one we buried, your hard-won sobriety, your celebration of a wedding or baptism, or as I am so excited this morning to baptize the baby of a couple I married, we know you. We all do. And it just doesn't get any better than that. And if you're new among us, Get ready, buckle up, because we will know you too. And we want you to know us, all of us. This knowing 
feels particularly poignant in light of this time in which we live and in light of this All Saints Day. Recently, the Duke Divinity professor and writer Kate Bowler interviewed David Brooks about his latest book on her podcast. Brooks has written a book titled How to Know a Person, The Art of Seeing Others Deeply and Being Deeply Seen. And he wrote this book because he is alarmed by his own personal losses and the losses of so many in this country. He posits that many have forgotten how to be together. And that's supported by the Surgeon General's declaration of an epidemic of loneliness. Many have lost the art, the gift of knowing one another. Brooks calls this also an epidemic of blindness. He started to write the book because while he was traveling around the country, people told him they felt invisible. They felt invisible regionally, racially, and some even maritally. Brooks perceived so much social blindness. And then it was proven out by statistics. 54% of Americans say that no one, no one knows them well. Perhaps, my friends, we need to introduce a few more people to St. John's. So he started to ask people this simple question. Tell me about a time you were seen. Tell me about a time you were seen. The Beatitudes from Matthew today are a veritable catalog of the ways we are seen and known by Jesus. We are seen and known when our faith flags, when we grieve, when we are timid, when we crave justice. We are seen and known when we show forgiveness when our hearts are clean, when we desire and prioritize reconciliation, and even when we are tormented and harassed. Jesus sees all these ways of being and blesses them all. We are known and blessed with the promise of the kingdom of heaven, of consolation, of legacy, of satisfaction. We are known and blessed with compassion and adoption and seeing God. Not only are we seen, we will be blessed to see the Almighty. I promise I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> and on this All Saints Day, we are reminded that these are our blessings to claim just as they have been claimed by the multitudes and generations who have gone before us. We are connected to all who have been seen, known, blessed, and loved by God. The saints, the great 
cloud of witnesses, all together through our faith in the triune God. The past, the present, and the future of this knowing and being known is one of the great mysteries and great gifts of our life in Christ. And today, we will invite eight more individuals, many of them whom you've heard already. <laughs> we will invite them, I called it the holy hubbub earlier when we were doing our rehearsal, into this family through holy baptism. Eight precious children whom we will welcome into knowing and being known, seeing and being seen, blessing and being blessed, loving and being loved. In just a few minutes, all of us, we will promise as witnesses of their baptismal vows to do all in our power to support these persons in their life of Christ. And in that moment, we will answer Broderick when he asks us that question with a robust we will. Maybe we should practice that now. Are we going to help all these babies grow in a life in Christ? We will. I want to hear it just that loud later. That's awesome. We will invite them to be known by God and by us and to be marked as Christ's own forever. We will invite them to have their voices recognized, their walk into and among us as identifiable as their faces, and their hands as sticky as they most assuredly will be for a while, will be held and known by us, and we will fill those hands with the bread of heaven. Surely, that is an antidote for epidemics of invisibility and loneliness, wouldn't you say? Known, seen, blessed, and loved by us and by God and by the great cloud of witnesses that perpetually surrounds us. Amen.